Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 124 of Impact Boom. My name is Amadeo Watson, and I'm passionate about the power of business to create positive impact in the world. Today we're speaking with Gabriela Gallardo and Santiago Mejia Costa, co-founders of Yaku Latin Goods. Yaku Latin Goods is a Brisbane-based social enterprise that supports health and education projects from a global community perspective. They have strategically combined their professional skills in marketing management, business and project management with their personal belief and commitment to help reduce social inequality. Through their business model, Gabby and Santi import organic and ethical products from Latin America, trade at organic markets in Brisbane, and part of their profits goes out to support two community projects, creating a positive social impact in the lives of 500 children. On today's podcast, we'll discuss Gabby and Santi's journey in setting up their social enterprise. We'll get their advice about getting projects off the ground and some of the challenges and surprises along the way. And we'll also hear about their experience of Impact Boom's Elevate Plus program. So, Gabby and Santi, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. To start off, I'd like to go way back. Where are you both from and how did you meet each other? Well, we were born in Ecuador, a magical country in the middle of the world. We met in a hometown, Quito, where some friends were discussing politics after a workshop. At some point, suddenly we heard somebody giving a wrong description of a Galapagos sea lion, and that immediately caught our attention because we were both working at the Galapagos Islands at the time. We started talking, and a pretty awesome and adventurous journey began. And how was it that you then decided to start to go on and found Yaku Latin Goods? Well, I can help you with that. Uh, we've volunteered and donated to different social organizations everywhere we have lived. Having moved to Australia and sharing a common feeling that donating every now and then is not enough, we saw the need to create a self-sustainable business to provide ongoing support to social projects. So we identified a business opportunity in a thriving Australian society market where we now trade organic and dark chocolate imported from our home country, Ecuador. Part of our profits from these vegan, gluten-free and proud international world winner chocolate uh, are sent to contribute to two community projects in Peru and Myanmar. How did you guys come across those projects? Because we volunteer for those projects in Peru. So one project helps kids with chronic malnutrition. So we volunteer for two years there. And in Myanmar, so when we were traveling around Southeast Asia, we volunteered in a place with uh, girls that, yeah, escaped from war. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, there were 400 girls. And right now, the last update is that they have, the center has like 600 now 
Wow. Yeah. The yeah. number of kids is growing, but yeah. the center is the same. So, so it's, pre- it's pretty size. packed and the needs are huge. Yeah. Well, let's talk a bit more about the problem that you're passionate about solving. That's something you've kind of alluded to it there. So could you define that problem and how does Yaku seek to solve that problem? The, the problem we want to help solve is social inequality. To put it in perspective, um, we identified two groups of people. One group, you have people who have a home, education, healthcare, food in their fridge, are not fleeing from war, and have internet access to listen to Posca. This group belongs to the privileged 5% of the world population. The other 95% does not. So for us, being part of this privileged 5% is a huge responsibility. We take it with gratitude, but also with genuine commitment to create change. With Yakulatin Goods, we won't end social inequality, but we're pushing really hard to reduce that gap. I really like a philosopher, Hillel, and he said, if it's not you, then who? If it's not now, then when? That was a really powerful mm. say that we take it when we started like Yakulatin Goods. And how about Yaku's impact around the world? Could you tell us a bit more about that. Yes, yes, of course, I'll be happy to. Well, our purpose is to foster healthier communities. Since we started, we have been giving part of our profits to support two community projects, as Gavin was mentioning, one in Peru and one in Myanmar, children with chronic malnutrition and our friends from war. So volunteering uh, in these projects made us realize that even the smallest contribution really has a significant social impact. So far, we have provided them with uh, already with health and education materials, training resources, and mattresses, creating a really nice and positive impact for 500 children. We like to define ourselves in our expanding community as good people doing good. It says very accurately what it is that Yaku is about and Yaku is doing. Yeah, and yeah, and it's not only us; it's the, exactly the people that are starting to support the project mm. and believe in what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a nice community that we have been building for all this time already. It keeps growing. It's a really dynamic. A lot of loyal people that yeah. keep coming back to us. So it's not just us. It's good people making good. Yeah. That's our motto. What were some of the early challenges in running the organization? Um, well, to begin with, uh, Yaku. Yaku means water in our indigenous language, which evokes the ocean that connects the world. And this word alone encapsulates the global impact we envision to connect our Latin American culture with the Australian market and support communities facing critical social inequalities. Well, saying that big and holistic concept is really hard to communicate and it's really hard to get into your market and to your people. So that was the very first challenge, to communicate that that we are a social enterprise and that this is our model and this is why we're doing it. So... Communicating the why, it wasn't easy. And I feel that now we have more elements and tools to communicate that story. Another challenge could be, yes, identifying a target market. Because the idea is that we're not only putting chocolate, which we are doing now, but in, in, the, in the future is bringing more the different uh, variety of, of products. And people probably now, they know us as the chocky guys, chocolate only which is a fantastic, beautiful world, and we want to keep on going with chocolate, not only from Ecuador, but next time from Mexico, from Peru, because it's a really great market. But what about if we move into quinoa or if we move to other kind of products? Um, so that would be only the thing about mm-hmm. us expanding in different products 
and not only being known as the two or three or five products that we yeah. are trading. Um, and we also encountered more traditional challenges like taking risks, uh, finding partnership, and dreaming big as a migrant entrepreneurs as well, I guess, uh, with no more capital than our decision to do good, which means tons of resilience, patience, and continuous exploration. Really relevant challenges there. All social enterprises that are product businesses yep. you can get categorized into having that one product, which in Yaku's case is chocolate, but there's such potential to bring in other products. Yes, exactly. Um, and then expand, I guess, the impact as well. Right. Yeah, right. I'd like to talk a bit about the Elevate Plus program, the impact boom. After how many years of operation was it that Yahoo was accepted? After two and a half years already. Yeah. So after, after two and a half years of operation, you're accepted into the Elevate Plus program. Could you sh- please share some of the main lessons you took away from the Elevate Plus program and how Yahoo has progressed since? Yes, well, totally. Uh, the Elevate program became for us a really huge milestone. It's a project Latin goods is basically a before and after kind of thing, all right? So I guess the main outcomes we took away from this uh, great opportunity was uh, not only to deeply understand the overall aspects and challenges of a social enterprise, but also to develop the power we have to make things happen. That is uh, one of the main lessons, the main out, uh, outcomes that we have uh, got out of this program. Basically, one step at a time, yes, but with a clear purpose-led strategy on mind. After the Elevate Plus program, Yahoo feels uh, we feel much more empowered. Our exposure and networks have increased significantly, but most importantly, we are now part of a very privileged, dynamic, and uh, ongoing, evolving social enterprise community here in Australia. So that has been... Uh, nice uh, way to communicate with like-minded people, get in contact with great contact as well, of course. Let's talk a bit about that social enterprise community and specifically the one in the Elevate Plus program. Were there any particular issues or hurdles that majority of the cohort experienced that you shared with, with the other social enterprises in the program? Yes, yes, totally yes. To begin with, we are very happy to say that it was a great to be surrounded by passionate entrepreneurs and innovators at this first cohort of the Elevate Plus program. Despite the fact that this cohort included social enterprises at different life stages and from different uh, industries in in general, I think that two of the issues that were kind of like a common ground for all of us was finding sustainable ways to increase our sales and also more opportunities or challenge to um, to get further exposure. So I think that's uh, that could be summed up in two of the main challenges that we have as a group. Now, shift away from the LA Plus program, I guess. What other inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently which are creating positive social change? Hmm, let's come back to me. We're very lucky to be surrounded by inspiring people that makes the impossible possible. So to mention a few, we have a really great friend, uh, Maro. She uh, runs an organization in Argentina to reduce child labor through educational programs, livelihood strategies, and advocacy to promote public policies so government can positively impact the life of more than 400,000 children in Argentina. So that's huge and it's really inspiring what she's doing. And she is a friend on WhatsApp that I can take some advice every now and then. 
Also, Carla is another beautiful friend. She is based in Peru. She is a cultural producer. And she helps promote and export traditional Peruvian music around the world. This is a huge step, not only for the music industry in Peru, but also a social debt for those independent artists who otherwise wouldn't be able to promote their traditional rhythms and storytelling. And of course, another beautiful initiative creating social change is Chasing Smoke, Australia's first and only all-indigenous contemporary circus. This talented young cast brings 40,000 years of a story distilled through their families and personal experiences. A moving and massive show for all people that is living in Australia. Yeah, those just to mention three just of them. Just to mention a few. <laughs> yes. Just to mention but those are really powerful for just, us. Yeah. yeah. So I guess in this social enterprise environment, it's all about all the people that you keep on meeting all the time and you get inspired by. But as you're walking by, as you keep on doing what you're doing, you also inspire other people. So it's a never, never ending beautiful cycle to keep growing and to keep on creating uh, more and more change in this world. No? A great concept about social enterprises is that we are not competing with each other or we don't see ourselves competing. But in all, the, the eyes of a social entrepreneur kind of is collaboration. Uh, collaboration. And the ways that we can partner to each other and do things. So yeah, I think that's a great, a great mm-hmm. ground value. That's a really interesting insight. And just to finish off, are there any books you would recommend to our listeners, or any websites, sources for content? Yeah, we do have like a couple. Creativity Inc. by Ed Campbell. This is a great, fantastic book. This is how Pixar was made and all the insight about Pixar World. And one of the beautiful quotes that I, I have in my notebook is. The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Invention, after all, is an active process that results from decisions we make. To change the world, we must bring new things into being. I love it. From my side, a really awesome book that has marked importantly in my life is called Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. So this is a very inspiring story of the extreme challenges that Trevor, the author, has faced during his childhood and everything he had to do to overcome uh, during his life, right? But where resilience, audacity, and a good sense of humor played a key role. So really inspired, uh, inspiring, sorry. Uh, truly would recommend that. It, this is an, um, in a South African context. South African context. Uh, in exactly. Upper Hyde and all, all that. But it's really, really good. Great. Great. Well, Santi and Gabby, thank you very much for your generous insights and time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Gracias. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.